Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Hey friends, and welcome to the Happy Hour with Jamie Ivy podcast. I'm your host, Jamie, and I'm so glad you're here. Each week on this show, I invite a girlfriend to join me and we chat about the big things in life, the little things in life, and everything in between. Happy 2020, my friends. It is a new decade. I thought it would be fun to talk to a few friends about what life was like for them 10 years ago, how life has changed, what the year 2010 brought them, what the last decade has brought them, and what they hope for over the next 10 years. Today, I'm chatting with Laura Tremaine about her last decade. Laura is a podcaster, a blogger. She's a wife and a mom. Her family and her live in LA, and she is actually working on her first book. Congratulations, Laura. I've known and respected Laura through the podcast world for a while and absolutely love talking with her today about how her life has changed since 2010. Hello, Laura. Welcome to that special edition of The Happy Hour, Your Last Decade. Thanks for coming on. Thank you so much for having me. I love this project that you're doing. Well, I started thinking at the end of last year about the fact that we're going into a new decade. And honestly, if I'm honest with you, it didn't even hit me until I started seeing everyone else talk about new decade, new decade, new decade. And I thought, holy crap, 10 years. Yes, that's a lot. And so a lot's happened in my life in 10 years. And I knew that a lot of people were in the same boat. And so I wanted to talk to you about your last 10 years. I know it's so crazy because not only are we starting a new decade, I mean, everybody is starting a new decade, but I turned 40 this year. And Welcome so, to the club. I mean, and which means, of course, I was 30 10 years ago, but I, it's making me so nostalgic. I'm journaling all of the things these days. So, this kind of reflection is like right where I am exactly this moment. Okay. Before we, well, I'm going to ask you at the end what you're looking forward in the next decade, which would be your 40 decade. So, I'll save that for the end. But I just want to tell you from someone who I will turn 42 this year, it's really fun on the other side of 40. I'm six months in. I also didn't, I wasn't scared of it in any way turning 40. I I mean, you know, you have thoughts. Oh, you turned 40 in this past 2019. Yes, I turned 40. Oh, you're in. Yes, I'm in. It's happening. It's great, isn't it? I love it. I do love it. I always laugh because I remember I was telling my kids this the other day because, well, here's the funny thing. We were watching football and so my boys were like looking up how old this quarterback was. He was in like his, you know, 30s. and like, oh my gosh, he's so old. And then they looked up somebody else on Star Wars that's like 40 something. And then they were joking saying, gosh, 42 is so old because they know that's how old I am. But I remember when my mom turned 40, I threw her like an over the hill party and everything was black. And it was like, <laughs> I thought to myself, this is the oldest woman I've ever met in my entire life. And this is where you and I sit. <laughs> oh my God, that's so sad. If my kids did that, I would be so bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> I know. My grandma helped me in everything. I mean, I have this vivid memory of like black balloons and over the hill. And I feel so alive right now. I'd be so <laughs> mad as well. Uh, okay. Last decade, Laura, you were 30, 31. What were you doing in 2010? Okay. At the very beginning of 2010, I had 
a new baby. I, my daughter had been born just a few months before. She was like three months old. Mm-hmm. And I was still kind of a newlywed. We'd only been married a couple of years. So I I feel like it was very early marriage for us still. But then kind of the biggest thing for me, I know I should be saying it's my child. It was my child. but <laughs> Yes. But a big thing for me, like when I look at sort of the package of the last decade besides my children is that I started a blog in January of 2010, and it was a like mommy blog. Mm-hmm. And then later I called it a lifestyle blog, but what it was was a mommy blog. Yeah. And I called it Hollywood Housewife. Starting that blog when I was a new mom, I was super lonely in Los Angeles. That's where I live. Like it was just sort of a, a very isolated time for me. And when I started being online in this way and like really opening up and meeting people and all this, it basically changed the whole trajectory of my life. And it started in January, 2010. And I do not remember feeling at the time, like it was the beginning of a new decade. Like, I don't even know if I registered that. Right. I know. And how would you have even registered? I mean, that's a big statement that you just made. And I cannot wait to hear about this, that literally starting Hollywood Housewife changed the trajectory of your life. I mean, that is crazy. And if we look back and think, one small thing that you had no idea how big it was going to be altered everything for you. So tell me how it changed your life. Well, so I had been working in television production prior to this. I'd worked in reality TV and hadn't loved it. It was, you know, sort of fun and exciting. But by the time I was ready to start a family and stuff, I was super over it. And I'd always wanted to be a writer. And at the time, mommy blogs were super booming. Mm -hmm. And it was instant gratification. You could write a blog post, throw it up, and get feedback. And I hadn't really written for an audience before. And so this was the first time for me to sort of take a baby step towards my ultimate dream. And I don't know, it just, it changed everything. And I never could have predicted it because blogs were everywhere at the time. It wasn't an original idea. It wasn't a whole new thing. I wasn't starting it with the idea that it was going to change everything. And in some ways, I even like hesitate to give a mommy blog like this much power. But it was, you know, but it was like so much more than that for me, like just in my life and in like my dreams and in, you know, the other part of it is personal and that I was lonely and homesick and a little bit postpartum. And I was sort of all of these things. And I could not find a person in Los Angeles to connect with me on that level. Of course they were here, but being online is how I found those people, to be honest. And so it changed my life, not just career-wise, although that was huge and is, you know, a huge part of a person's life, but also just like relationally. You know, at the time I felt like it was just me, my husband and my daughter. And like, that was, that's, if that's your whole world. It's hard sometimes. Yeah. yeah. You know, that that can't be your whole world. That was such a bubble. I felt very alone. Like I needed friends. I needed yeah. a creative outlet. Like I needed to get out of the house. And blogging like opened all of those doors for me. Oh, okay. So you said you had just left production mm-hmm. at, on reality TV. Where were you working? What show were you working on? Well, I, I worked for years in reality TV. I worked for many years at MTV and VH1. That's where I met my husband. And Mm -hmm. then I worked on a show for Fox for a couple of years called Nanny 911. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I remember this. I know. It's like sparking memories though from forever ago. Yes. It was a long time ago. (laughs) And uh, the last job I worked on was for like a 
a pageant show, like a reality beauty pageant show. I'm not even going to say the name of it. And that was sort of the last thing where I was like, okay, I am done with this. Well, I find it so interesting too that in that, you know, 10 years ago at the at the mark of this new decade that you were leaving a career that you'd spent from what it sounds like a while in and then you had this moment in the beginning, January and all of 2010, where you felt so alone. I'm guessing maybe for the first time because of all the changes in your life. And then you found this new creative outlet and as in your words has changed so much of your life and it feels to me as though your world could not have been any more different from 2009 to 2010. It feels like there's this like this big, this really, really big switch that happened for you. Yes, it was a big switch and it was public. That's the thing that we we maybe don't talk about like with blogging or any online work that we do is like you're doing this, you're taking this baby step and it's super public was that a new thing for you to be to be putting it out there? And so I want to know, I know the rest of what's happened in your life and your career has turned very public. When you started this kind of shift of putting things out publicly, how did you feel about that? Did you feel like, okay, this is what I'm going to do. I can do this. Or was it the smallest baby steps you could imagine? No, I knew I could okay. do it. You know, there's a thing inside of yourself. And I'm reading a lot about this now because in the in-between years, like after I started the mommy blog, I closed the mommy blog, I started podcasting. Like there's been a lot of Mm -hmm. winding road and I lost my way in the middle of this decade somewhere. But when I started Hollywood Housewife, I knew instinctively that I could do this. Like I knew I could be doing this publicly. Mm -hmm. Like that part never really bothered me. I know a lot of people get into a mind swirl about it. Not that there have been missteps or not that I haven't had to like do some analysis over it. But like on a soul Mm -hmm. level, I absolutely knew this was what I was supposed to be doing. Like it was in the direction of where I wanted to be going. I wanted to be writing. I wanted Mm -hmm. to be sharing myself. I think that part of my loneliness, which this is an enormous, huge city, Los Angeles, part of my loneliness was about myself. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like I could have found friends. I had isolated myself. I was not like facing my true north. And when I started blogging and and sharing myself and putting myself out there, something clicked inside of me of like, okay, this is it. You know, that little whisper that you hear of like, this is it, keep going. And it's funny because I knew that it wasn't like it, it. Like I knew that Hollywood Housewife was not like the end all be all. I I didn't take it like as seriously as, I mean, I knew it was the beginning. I knew it was the beginning of something, but I knew that it felt right. And so it was just like, keep going this way. Mm -hmm. And Right from the beginning, I knew that. That part never wavered. You know, things changed sort of later in how you think Mm -hmm. about, you know, branding or your style or, you know, what you sort of want bigger picture. But in that moment, new baby, lonely. It was was just a step. step. Yeah. Yes. And it felt, it didn't feel like, sometimes you do a a best first step that's like, well, I'm just going to throw a bunch of things against the Mm -hmm. wall and see what sticks because I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. It wasn't that. It was very like true to my spirit. And I wouldn't have used language like that mm-hmm. back then. I didn't think about it like that, that yeah. back then. But I definitely knew that it was like, okay, this is right. Keep going. Which I find that so interesting. I mean, I'm sure this happens to you and this happens to me a lot of people who, you know, they have this end goal that they'd like to get to. But the first step feels so small to them that they want to take these large steps. And so I love when mm-hmm. I hear women talk about I did that first step and it felt purposeful. Like you're not saying that that first step was like, I'm just throwing because well, it felt purposeful 
But again, you knew it was in the direction that you wanted to go, but it sounds to me as though you weren't. Some people think that first step is less than, and they need a bigger step. Does that make sense what I'm saying? And I love that. Yes. And they all... I also feel like at the time, even though mommy blogs were popular, it was silly. Like I was, I felt self-conscious about it. Like I felt like, Mm -hmm. is this Mm -hmm. lame? You know what I mean? (laughs) Like I had that, that thought, but I did it anyway. And I do think that we can want to skip all the sort of lame steps that you have to get there. Like you just, you don't want to do something small and only in your community because you feel like you want to do it on a huge Mm -hmm. stage metaphorically. But just like starting this little thing that I knew, you know, I had people in my life who sort of made fun of me in a way for starting a silly mommy blog. And there have been times in my life when Mm -hmm. that would have deterred me, but because it felt right, even though I could say, I know this is sort of silly, you guys, like, I don't know what this is about, but I'm just going to keep doing it because I love it. I'm enjoying it. It feels right. Even though like I'm in on the joke, like I get that it's silly. (laughs) I did it but anyway. Who's laughing now? No one's laughing now, Laura. Well, I mean, are maybe they are for all I know. <laughs> if you don't know it, guys, I'm a Texas girl through and through. I've lived here most of my life. I was born here and I love traveling. Here's why I love traveling throughout Texas because it has a vast landscape of cultures, regions, destinations, and activities, which means there's an infinite number of different travel experiences. And no two travelers are exactly alike. And it means that no two trips should be either. If you're a beach person, well, you can have fun under the sun with Texas's 350 miles of coastline. If you're more of a rugged vacation type, there are campgrounds, hiking trails, and state parks galore. And foodies cannot get enough of Texas's world-famous barbecue and Tex-Mex. Enjoy live music, visit internationally recognized art museums, and check out thrilling cowboy experiences. And now, Travel Texas offers a one-of-a-kind online trip builder that allows users to generate a custom, visually-led trip matched to their unique interest. Guys, come visit my state. Visit TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn to get the only trip to Texas that matters. Yours. That's TravelTexas.com slash GetYourOwn. You guys, in January of 2024, I made a commitment to myself. I wanted to get stronger, which meant I needed to get in the gym, which means I needed to move my body in different ways. You guys know I love to walk. Well, it's spring, and spring is the best time for us to start a new workout routine. It's our yearly collective warm-up, and Peloton is here for everyone's yearly warm-up. This is the best time to get into a good rhythm, to tap into your power, and build towards your summer you. I love my Peloton. It accommodates to my schedule with a variety of class links to choose from. I can choose a 30-minute class. I can choose a 45-minute class. If you only have five minutes, there's literally a class to get you moving your body in five minutes. Peloton has a range of class types fit for every goal and every mood. There are classes if you want to hear country music, if you want to hear uh, rock, if you want to go back to the 80s. If you can't run, take a walking class. Need some grounding? Try yoga. If you want to level up, go for their Pilates or HIIT workouts. Here's what I love is that you can move at your own pace. And that is what I'm learning that my body needs right now. It needs to move at its own pace. Peloton makes the process easier with personalized recommendations and guided programs that take all the guesswork out of working out. You guys, we think about so many things during the day. Let's take the guesswork out. Let's jump right in and let's keep our fitness journey fresh every single day. Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. 
Whether you prefer to run outdoors, row or ride at home, or strength train at the gym, Peloton has something for you. I personally love a good 45-minute hip-hop class. It gets me moving. It gets me excited. It's my favorite genre of music. Just ask my kids. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. That's OnePeloton.com. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Okay, well, you said something that I'd like to unpack with you for just a minute. You said during these 10 years of this last decade, you kind of lost your way a little bit in there. What do you mean by that? Well, I had a second child two years later. So in 2011, we had my son. And having two little kids was hard for me. It really took a toll on my mental health. I've had a lot of anxiety my whole life. And I just refused for a long time to kind of believe that I was having some postpartum issues. They didn't look like what I thought postpartum would look like because I'd had previous bouts of anxiety. I was just trying to apply it to this new world. I just, I, I stayed in denial a little bit for a while about what was going on with me mentally and even physically. And also, you know, life happens. There was some family drama in our extended family. There was just some hard things going on. And I just, I just sort of lost my way. Um, I really was enjoying the blogging and that was opening up a lot of doors. I was like traveling internationally. I was getting to speak. Like that part was fun and fulfilling, but sort of spiritually, I was Mm -hmm. struggling on a lot of different levels. I cannot pinpoint one thing. It was definitely the postpartum. It was definitely some grief in my extended family. And it was definitely, if I'm honest, after years of doing the blogging thing, even though it was going quote unquote, well, you know, I wasn't having like maybe the success that I wanted to have or that some of my friends were having. So then I started trying to like put band-aids on all the things. I started to try different things and I started, you know, to try like Mm -hmm. weird marketing tactics and like, I don't know, (laughs) I just got in my head about it. And so then instead of listening to like my soul, my spirit, my heart, I started listening to like what everyone was telling me to do at conferences or whatever self-help guru I was into at the time was telling me to do. Like I was just listening to all these voices, trying to write my own (laughs) ship and what I was doing was getting like further and further away from like the original goal. And it was the mid, let's see, what year was this? My son was born in 2011, maybe in 2014 or 2015. I started to make some changes that took years to really come to fruition. But again, with the baby steps, I started to try to take Mm -hmm. care of myself in a different way. I started going to therapy, which was huge for my mental health. Having an outsider show me, you know, my, where my thought patterns were really tripping me up and what I needed to do to take care of my postpartum that I was actively denying. That was huge. And I, I 
that's a long process. I think maybe when people get ready to take care of themselves and then they start therapy or they start medication or they start whatever it is that they feel like, okay, I'm ready. I'm going to take care of it. And then they think like it's going to work like within Within days (laughs) is what we're wanting. Yeah. You walk into the therapist and you're like, fix me today. Yeah. Right. You're like, I'm doing Uh it now. Okay. I'm being responsible, ready, healed. And that's not what happened. I mean, it took me years of weekly therapy to, you know, really like uncover Mm -hmm. the depths of of some of the things that I was dealing with. And then I also started Pilates. Now nobody run away. (laughs) I'm not an exercise person. As I was like disconnecting, one of the things we disconnect from is our body. That's why I couldn't hear my spirit Mm. speaking because I disconnected. I, as you are in grief or in mental health stuff or whatever you're in, you sort of like self-protect. And one of the ways I was self-protecting was really just disconnecting from a lot of things, including my body. So when I started taking care of my mind and when I started taking care of my body, um, it took years again, because I don't, that, that started really in earnest. I really like something broke open in me in 2016. I can point to a time in 2016, but I, like I said, I had started this in 2014. So it took two years for me to finally be like, oh, I've gotten off path, everyone. Like, <laughs> Hello, I'm trying. But I have a question. I mean, two years, like I, we just both mentioned and agreed that people want this instant, like fix me now. What kept you going for two years? Well, I mean- Were you it, seeing I, transition? I mean, were you seeing change? Yes. Okay. I mean, that's a good question. A few things kept me going. One, some of the things in my life, some of the outside of things, some of the outside things in my life, you know, continued on. Um, and so I was, you know, still dealing still with in the, need of yeah, exactly. talking to someone yeah. about those things. Mm-hmm. So that was a big one. And I you know I did see progress. It's incremental. I mean, that's such a good yeah. question. What kept me going? It felt good to do this. I mean, now I'm coming back to, I hadn't thought about this. So you asked, but now I'm coming back to, it felt right. Yeah. To keep going. Mm-hmm. It actually didn't cross my mind to not go. <laughs> I mean, I, I find that so interesting, you know, and, and I think that we can do that when we look back, but knowing myself and knowing friends and knowing just from our conversation, sometimes when we are in those, and I had been in the same place that you have been at of like, there's some outside things I can't control. I need somebody else to talk to. And, and going in those moments feels so good, but it's also such hard work that when I've gone to a therapist and it's such hard work and I'm, I'm not really in a good place, I sometimes want to give up before I get there, if that makes sense. And so oh, yeah. I find it um, you know, interesting and also uh, very encouraging to talk to someone that said, I just kept going. And I, I like that. I just kept going. And another thing that happened, and this this did a little bit happen right away. You know how when you've been really sick, mm-hmm. like you've had a cold for a month or something like that, and then you finally start to feel better, you're like, oh, I didn't even realize how sick right. I was. Because I had to push through, Mm -hmm. you know, you have a family, you have a job, you have the things that you have to do. So like, yes, you've been coughing for a month, but like you've just been powering through, powering through, powering through. And then when you start to feel better, the first morning that you wake up and you're like, oh, I start to feel better. And then layer by layer, you're like, I did, you guys, I was so sick. Why didn't I know? Why didn't someone tell me to Uh take a nap? Like you just didn't even know. And that's how it was for me as I started to uncover things in therapy and with my body that I was like, oh, I just, I didn't even know 
really like how far off of myself I had gotten because I had been trying so hard. You know, it's not like I'd like become like crazy, crazy, lazy, (laughs) whatever. In the years when I was getting off track, I was working at relationships. Like I was trying so hard putting so much effort into relationships, putting so much Mm -hmm. effort into my blog. Like every single day I was working hard. And so again, I didn't realize I was quote unquote sick. I mean, I don't like using the word sick there maybe, but I didn't realize that I was off Mm -hmm. the path because when you're working so hard, you just have your nose to the grind and you're just going. And then when I took a step back and started to move towards some healthier habits and move towards some healthier mindsets is when I was like, oh, where, what in the world? (laughs) Like, right. Where no one said anything to me. I've been so off track. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, that this conversation is so encouraging to people because people are listening. They're probably, you know, where you were 10 years ago or they're in the middle and they're in the trenches and they're thinking, okay, I can keep going. I got to keep going. And it's just encouraging to hear this wasn't like, you're talking about years of putting in the work. I loved hearing about what's happened with your taking care of yourself as well. What about your career? Because things have changed a lot for you over the past 10 years career-wise. Um, what do you say would be some of the top, and, and I use the word highlight, and that doesn't have to mean like these are the awesome things, but you look back on the past 10 years for your career and what are the things that stand out to you? Starting the blog mm-hmm. and then the next, and then I you know, plugged away at that for years. And then the next big thing was my dear friend from high school, my longtime friend, Meg Teets, asked me to be a co-host on her podcast she was launching called Sorta Awesome. This was before the podcast huge boom really. Mm -hmm. So she was one of the early pioneers in doing like this type of podcast. And I said yes, because, you know, it was a low commitment and whatever. I didn't really know what I was doing. And suddenly I'd spent all these years writing on the blog and trying to write longer form pieces. And like, I really felt like then and, and do feel like now that writing is my truest talent. But when somebody gave me a microphone... You loved it. I loved it. I didn't realize I would like that. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that the missing piece in my writing, where I had been stuck in my writing, was I wasn't using my actual voice. And when I started using my actual, literal voice Mm -hmm. on a podcast, I was like, oh, this is the piece that has been missing for me. And so I was on that podcast, Sort of Awesome, for a few years. And then I started a a separate podcast during that same time called Smartest Person in the Room. Mm That was sort of deeper, heavier topics than we were covering on Sorta Awesome. And both of those things were just really fulfilling to me. And that I realized I wanted to do something on my own in that vein. So ultimately, I closed my blog. I stepped away from Sorta Awesome. I stopped doing Smartest Person in the Room. And I just was like, I'm going to start fresh with all of these things I've learned in the first eight years of this decade through blogging, podcasting, and sort of like, you know, just again, sort of following my true north, even when I didn't know what I was doing. And then this year, the last year of the decade, I started a new podcast called 10 Things to Tell You. And I just took all of these things I'd learned, all of the different topics I'd been talking about, anxiety and friendship and books and like all the things I love. And I was kind of able to put it in a place. And this is the first Thing, the where it all makes sense. It feels like it all finally kind of came together and gelled together, but it took 10 years. 
That is so like, it feels so crazy to think about, but yet isn't that how things happen? You you try this and this and this and this, and you were all on that same path. I love the way at the beginning you said, I started this first step and I knew it was the right direction. And look where it's led you. It's led you right here where you're supposed to be. Yes, but I didn't, you can't see it in the time I could have. No, uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I never would have predicted that. And I it just, yeah, you can't see it when you're doing it. And then to have it all come together, I guess technically it took nine years because I started at the beginning yeah. of the year, but it was a long nine years. I mean, I had little babies. I wasn't making any money. You know, it was just like, mm-hmm. I felt like I was trudging. Even if I enjoyed parts of it, I was really trudging for a long time. Yeah. Well, I have loved every single one of those shows that you listed. And um, I'll tell you this publicly, I've said it privately to a lot of people. You have a voice I could listen to. Like you could read me anything and I would be here for it. So I love listening to your voice. And I think that helps on the show. So I love the content that you're putting out as well. Thank you. That is so nice of you to say. And let me just say that you saying that means a lot to me. I've had listeners say something similar and I take that particular comment so personally, because can I tell you when I first started podcasting on Sorta Awesome, when I was a co-host there, I had people in my real life, not not listeners, but like people who are close to me tell me that I needed a voice coach, that they didn't like my voice. And I was like... I mean, maybe they're right. Like I have, I have an Oklahoma accent. I have, you know, you know, maybe my voice is grating. Like I don't know, whatever. And so, so now to get the feedback that someone actually likes my voice, I it almost makes me want to cry. I know it's like not. I don't know. I just thank you for saying that. That's what I'm trying to say. You're so welcome. Well, I do like your voice, and so don't listen to that. But also, you have a you have a phenomenal, and I don't even know if this is the right word because I'm not musical cadence. Is that the right word I'm trying know. to say? You, I don't know what that like means. Like the way that you speak, like the the inflection and the pause. And I don't know. I, I think I just made this up. But anyhow, I like your voice, Laura. So don't listen to those haters out there. Well, you're very kind. But I think that when, if someone tells you that you're not good at something or that, mm-hmm. you know, just be careful who you listen to, I guess is what I'm saying. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow wherever you are. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Okay, so the past 10 years, crazy, awesome things happened in your house. What are you looking forward to in the next 10 years? Well, I'm writing a book. Congratulations. Thank you. That has been a big part of this last year as well, starting the podcast, which then really led to getting a book deal. And that is huge and a lifelong dream. And again, Mm -hmm. 10 years in the making. And I just, I want to write more books, I think. And I want to keep podcasting or at least whatever the next thing is, if podcasting fades out in the way that blogging fades out, I want to keep using my actual voice. And so, you know, that's what I'm looking forward to. Also, that little girl who was born 
in 2009. She is 10 years old. And so I have less than a decade with her in under our roof, you know? And so that's, that's a lot on my mind in a positive way, not, not a negative way, but I just really want to soak up this time with her. And I, because I just turned 40, I'm just looking at the next decade and being like, I hope this is the best time. Like I'm getting to write, I'm getting to be with my family. And I just, I am so excited for the coming decade. I really am. And it, but it took all of my thirties to get here. <laughs> hey, listen, I am right along with you. And I, I too am looking forward to this next decade as well. Okay, last question I got to ask you. Okay. When you're looking back at Laura Tremaine in 2010 and you have left the career that you've had, you have a new baby, you started this blog, if you could say something to her, what would you say to her? I would tell her gently and lovingly that it's all going to take longer than you think. Mm. Every part of it, the career part, the baby years, the healing emotionally and physically, like just have some patience and grace with yourself. Do not try to rush it, not because you need to savor this time, but because it's going to take longer than you think. I love that. I often wonder what we'll tell our 40-year-old selves when we're 50. You know what I mean? Like, well, what are we going to say? I, what are we going to say? I'm, I know. I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous now. Me too. I was just I just thought about that just now because I've, I've been thinking about what I would tell my 30-year-old self doing these interviews, but I'm like, oh, I wonder what I'll tell my 40-year-old self when I'm 50. Uh, but you know, I think that's I what's amazing about just life is that you, you learn as you go and you get to reflect. And I really believe that looking back backwards helps us move forwards. And so thank you for sharing your story with us about your last decade. I'm so happy. Thank you for having me on. I just love this topic and I love sort of like thinking in this way, being thoughtful in looking at our past and our future. Well, can you tell us real quick when that next book, when that book of yours comes out? It is coming out in February of 2021. So we have a whole year to wait. I haven't even turned it in yet, but I, I know that. because we know that mm -hmm. it, life happens and it'll be here before I know it. It will be here before you know it. Well, congratulations. And thank you for just opening up and talking about how the process takes longer than we think. And I think that is such a good reminder for us um, to remember that putting in the hard work of anything, it usually takes longer than we think it's going to take. And so totally. thank you so much for sharing your last decade with us. Laura was so dear, and I'm not kidding about loving her voice. I truly mean that when I said it. If you haven't heard her newest show, 10 Things to Tell You, I would advise you to head over to iTunes right now and subscribe and listen as fast as you can. What I enjoyed most about our conversation was the way that Laura was able to look back at her last decade and see the long road of hard work to find her way. So often we want instant fixes on so many things in our lives and what a reminder that sometimes, and actually most of the time, the best things in life take time to work themselves out. Oh, and that conversation we had about taking that first step, however small or crazy it might seem, but knowing it is in the right direction of where you want to be, Yes, and yes, and yes. I might have made myself a note while she was talking about a small step I need to take because it does seem in the right way, but oh, it still seems so scary. Thank you for listening to this special edition of The Happy Hour, Your Last Decade. Our hope in all of these shows is that you too can reflect on your last decade, whether you were 23 years old, 10 years ago, 65, or 12 but that you can look back and see what God has done in your life and where he has brought you. How have you persevered? How have you screwed up? What would you do differently? And what are you proud of? Also, looking back always causes me to look forward. What do you hope to see happen in your next decade? 
Today's show was edited by Chris with Podshaper and organized by Lindsay Sweeney. The music is developed for the show by Matt Graham and show notes are written by Aki Sluckers. We'd love it if you enjoyed the show, if you'd share it with your friends. Word of mouth is the number one way that people find out about the podcast. And we sincerely thank you for that. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com.